This is Anchor LA, a podcast presenting world headlines, technology news, arts and data, and encouragement from the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California. Good day, it's Wednesday, the 14th of February, 2018. 71 people have been killed following an airline crash in a rural area adjacent to Moscow, Russia, Sunday afternoon. Domatadova Air Traffic Control lost contact with Saratov Airlines, Flight 703, bound for Orsk several minutes after takeoff. This according to Russian news agency RT, which stated that communication with the crew was cut and the plane vanished from the radar screens. Emergency services immediately deployed rapid response teams to the reported crash site, but rescuers and medics had to reach it on foot, walking through the countryside buried under snow. Preliminary reports say the wreckage is spread across an area between adjacent villages. The emergencies ministry said the search and rescue operation will work around the clock, with the crash site observed by drones. 65 passengers were on board the plane along with six crew. Later on Sunday, the emergencies ministry published the full list of all 71 people killed in the crash. Among them were three children and three foreigners, reportedly citizens of Switzerland, Azerbaijan, and Kazakhstan. Only time will tell the cause for the crash and whether or not foul play was involved. The next version of Google's Android is said to be in the works already. One of the main goals of the successor to Android Oreo is reportedly improving the look of the software to better appeal to existing iPhone users in the hopes that they'll make the switch over to Google's platform. A flashy redesign could help Android phones stand out this year, especially as Apple is said to be putting its own major redesign on the back burner until next year to focus on performance and reliability in the upcoming iOS 12. This according to The Verge, which reported that Google is also said to be redesigning the updated operating system to better integrate camera notches, such as the ones found on the Essential Phone and the iPhone X, as more and more hardware manufacturers embrace reduced bezel designs. If past history is anything to go by, Google will likely announce Oreo's successor, Android P, with a developer preview sometime in March, and a more formal unveiling at Google I.O. in May, before launching the final build of software to users in the fall. I have often walked on the street before. Vito Rocco Ferranola was born in 1928 in Brooklyn, New York to Italian emigrants from Bury, Italy. His father was an electrician and his mother taught piano. Inspired by his favorite singer Frank Sinatra, young Farinola began taking voice lessons and sang in Catholic Mass. When his father was injured at work, he had to drop out of high school and he worked as an usher and an elevator operator in the Paramount Theater in Manhattan. While at the Paramount, he met Perry Como and in a bold move one day, he stopped the elevator between floors, sang for Perry Como, and asked his advice if he should continue in voice lessons. Luckily, an impressed Como urged him to keep singing and referred him to a local band leader. As a stage name per se, Vito Farinola decided to call himself Vic Damone, 
using his mother's maiden name. Shortly after starting his professional singing and movie career, he joined the Army, where he met Johnny Cash. Starring as prominent leads in several more movies, he popularized the song On the Street Where You Live from the movie My Fair Lady, making it a number four hit at the time. Also starring in several movies and TV shows including Kismet, Meet Me in Las Vegas, What's My Line, The Judy Garland Show, and The Dick Van Dyke Show, he became known not only as a singer, but an actor. Performing the covers on numerous other songs and writing many of his own, his hit You're Breaking My Heart became a number one on the charts. This and other successes gained a firm foothold in replacing musical icons of the day and prior such as Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. He continued performing for several decades until 2002, when he suffered a stroke and retired. Sadly, as with so many entertainment stars, Vic Damone's life was filled with drama and divorce, and his money attracted scandals and heartbreak. But his music lives on with oldies radio, coffee shops, movies, and numerous other venues around the world. Vic Damone passed away on Sunday at age 89. Christianity is currently manifesting a level of ignorance that is truly frightening. This statement was spoken by guest John MacArthur on Los Angeles-based The Frank Sontag Show earlier this week. His interview on the local station KKLA 99.5 described in concise terms what many of us are seeing happen right before our very eyes to our culture, to Christianity, and to this generation. The president of the Masters University and Seminary and the host of radio program Grace to You went on to state that the contemporary Christianity that's being featured in many of the megachurches is all about entertaining people. It's about lights and music, he said, and what that is doing is simply pandering to immaturity. We have a generation who can't listen, so we have to show them a picture, we have to put on a show, because People don't know how to listen to the Word of God. They don't know how to listen to the content of great songs and hymns, and they're not reading the Word of God. This leaves them doctrinally deficient and unable to live a significant life lived out truly for God. The interview continued with host Frank Sontag discussing the fact that suicide and depression is rampant today, especially among those struggling with what is classified as shame and guilt. He asked John MacArthur to address that issue from a biblical perspective. Shame and guilt is a blessing from God when understood correctly. And I know they've been raised in this self-esteem culture where you're great, you're wonderful, you're the best. You have a right to be whatever you want to be. You have a right to be you. You have a right to whatever direction your life wants to take. And uh, in that kind of world, um, uh, shame and guilt are seen as bad. But look, Paul the Apostle, the model of all Christians, says, I, I don't do what I ought to do. I do what I, I, I don't want to do. Oh, wretched man that is in me. Who will deliver me from the body of this death? The path to virtue the path to holiness is the recognition of sin and then the turning to the Lord for the full grace of forgiveness. Look at Isaiah. Isaiah says, uh, I'm a man of unclean lips. I, I have a dirty mouth. Lord, you can't use me. Uh, and the Lord says, you're the man I want. And, you know, in the picture of I the vision of Isaiah 6, an angel comes and cleanses his lips and, and the Lord sends him as his great messenger 
I think a true recognition of our sinfulness and a grasp of the massive forgiveness and grace of God is the pathway to wholeness as a person. If you try to live with the illusion that you're some special person, that you're some um, person that's above everybody else, and you shouldn't feel badly about yourself, it will crush you under the weight of reality. That's what drives kids, I think, to lose hope in life, because they've lived with the illusion that they're special when the truth is they're not, they're sinful, and they fail to understand the full glory and grace of the gospel. And we can all admit that the very same can be said for every single one of us. We all need the grace of God to save ourselves from our own destructive, deadly, sinful existence without Christ. Author and founder of Word of His Grace Ministries, Peter Ditzel, also expounded on the situation we're seeing today, saying that what is happening in Christianity is symptomatic of a broader problem in our culture. We are living in a generation that, in general, does not know how to think critically and does not value learning for the sake of learning. When it involves hard work and it's not entertaining, they avoid it. And no, critical thinking is not thinking negative thoughts about things. It's the objective analysis and evaluation of an issue in order to form an informed viewpoint. And we find this to be true, all too true around us today. We see blatantly untrue news media reporting, rumors, and lies being spread about anything and everything, and simply because most people are not critically thinking. They're not thinking objectively. Take a step back and examine those around you, and examine your own life. Are we pulling out our phones to hide behind or disengage every time real life throws a challenging problem? Or are we facing the issue, learning about it and from it, and gaining life skills and the abilities to handle other things in the process? Are we feeling the need to feed the entertainment hunger and ignoring any hunger for the teaching of and learning about the Word of God? Or are we jumping at every chance to arm ourselves with the Word of God, making our priority the things of Christ, because that is what Christians are called to do. 2 Timothy 3 reminds us in no uncertain terms that all Scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, and for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. For the word of God is quick and powerful, Hebrews 4 says, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. We must study God's word and critically evaluate our lives in light of scripture, understand its meaning, its context, its doctrine, and its calls to action. Without the Bible, we are left defenseless against the untruths of the secular environment in today's universities, workplaces, literature, media, and social life. And in our culture that is so engrossed in the next episode of their TV show obsessing celebrity lives or music icon, those untruths will have the tendency to scream louder and more persistently in our ears than the call of Christ in his word. Stop. Think and beware.
Hello there, Anchor LA News and Info. This is Bible Learning Cup. Just want to say hi, Lord bless you. I enjoyed your talk today about critical thinking and the uh, church kind of in decline, which has uh, been come at from several different ways. Uh, boy, you know, it's great to hear from you. I almost wish you could go back to, I know there's some things once a day. You've got great content, and I always look forward to hearing it. Peace to you, and bye for now. Well, I want to give out a special shout out to fellow podcaster Bible Learning Cup. Thanks for your support and your encouragement of Anchor LA. We definitely appreciate it, and uh, hopefully, Lord willing, one day we will go back to daily broadcasts. But we're thankful this program has ministered to you, and we hope you'll continue to tune in. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to various topics we cover on the show. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app with input or suggestions. We'd always love to hear from you. Until next time from Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.